We're going to be picking Chuck up there at Port on Friday. So, right. so Chuck will be here. We're real excited to have Chuck in town mm-hmm. and, and some of the events that's going to be going on uh, at Notre Dame. I told him, besides winning the state championship, this is going to be one of the greatest things, Notre Dame football, in a long, long time. Yeah, and of course we got a lot to talk about. He, we kind of forget his heritage at times, some of the things he's done. I've got some great questions for him, so we'll uh, have him on here in just a few minutes, okay? Super. Sunny right now as it probably is in Canada. Uh, Chuck, what you got up there? 70s, 80s today? <laughs> Pretty close. Just barely freezing, though. Yo. That's all, 32. Hey, Chuck Ely, nice to have you on the program this morning. Good to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so you're you're right outside of uh, Toronto, correct? Yes, I'm in this, one of the suburbs of Toronto. I uh, work there and uh, live in another suburb of Toronto yeah. around the city here. Mississauga, I believe, isn't it? Mississauga. I pass you every fall Every fall when I go up to uh, near Sudbury fishing. So. Oh, yeah, that's a good area to go. I hear a lot of people do the fishing up there. I haven't been there fishing yet, but uh, it's supposed to be a good area. Up there through French River and then get up there to yeah. the north there, around uh, there. It's, it's great to trip. Always uh, love to come through Toronto. Yep. And, uh, well, let's talk about, first of all, you're coming home again. When's the last time you've been uh, back to Portsmouth? Oh, probably uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, at least, in regards to uh, coming down uh, when we had the event uh, down at the stadium. So right. it's, it's been a little while. That's right. Uh, now, you've lived in Canada for quite a while, haven't you? Yes, uh, ever since uh, 73. Yeah. As a retired Canadian football player, do you got, kind of get the same thing that, I guess, retired football players down here get? I mean, is your shadow still pretty large out there, I guess, from people who remembered when you, uh, when you played? Uh, yes, I mean it, it. You know, especially living in the community where you uh, finally lived and uh, last area that you played in, a lot of the things I do within the city and within the community uh, keeps me involved, as well as uh, those people who invite you to golf tournaments and events right. that uh, around the city. So uh, I'm pretty active within the community. So uh, the, a lot of that football thing is there, uh, but for other things that uh, I now do as well. Well, that's great. I know you're a great community supporter, and you've gotten very involved up there. How different are the Canadian football fans? from the American football fans? Because I know the CFL plays a a whole different time of the year. And uh, are they as fanatic up there about it as they are down here? Oh, yeah, very very much so. Actually, they're they're very fanatic about both parts of the game. So it's the same football fan because Mm -hmm. a lot of it, there's a lot of uh, season ticket holders from here to go to the Buffalo games. Okay. So you get both uh, flavors of the the game, and uh, the fans are the fans, and uh, they enjoy the sport. And, and especially as they get towards the championship game, which is our comparable thing to the Super Bowl called the Grey Cup here, uh, there is nothing like it as far as the people traveling from across the country uh, with their various venues and things that they do. So they're quite mm-hmm. f- fanatic about it. You remember uh, Grey Cup, let's see, 60 was it? Uh, do you seem to recall that one at all? Grey Cup 60, which one was that? that I believe that's Baltimore? one where you may have had uh, something to do with the outcome. Oh, that was great. That was 72. Don't push me back too far. Now. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I thought it was the 60th one. Uh, oh, hit me. I don't know what Because I think was, you guys but... have had the Grey Cup longer than we've had the Super Bowl. Yeah, right? they've had the Grey Cup for quite a, quite a while. So it, uh, yeah. it's it been here for a number of years. But it was in 72 when we won the Grey Cup here. It was quite a, uh, an event. So it was very exciting. Now, t- just kind of tell us what happened there for those of us who don't know the end of that game. That was a pretty spectacular stuff. Yeah, it was a it was a low scoring game, but we moved the ball back and forth all the way up down the field, both teams. But right. the defense would, would come up with a big play uh, and stop a drive. But the score ended up being thirteen to ten, which we won on the last play of the game with wow. the field goal and uh, was able to beat uh, Saskatchewan um, Rough Riders at a score of thirteen to ten. So it was a very exciting game, and me being a rookie that year, uh, winning the MVP of the game, and uh, moving on from there, it's, uh, it's been a, just a wonderful time when that happened. Let's go back to the very beginning now. Of course, uh, legendary 
uh, time playing for uh, for Ed Miller at Notre Dame. You didn't right. lose there. You didn't lose at Toledo. I, the question I've been dying to ask you: When you started playing football, I guess you played pee wee football here in Portsmouth. Is that correct? Yeah. Did you yeah. ever Did you ever lose a game in pee wee football? Uh, you know what? <laughs> Come on. I don't remember, but I'm sure I did uh, oh. in regards to what we did. But I I, I don't know that uh, you had a record where you kind of look back at it, it that far. I think we played a lot of the uh, Pee Wee and played a lot of the grade school football at the Holy Redeemer when I actually started to play. I think uh, a lot of guys who were in my neighborhood in the North End, Chet Corbett, and people who brought you along and taught you through what we call C-team C and that type uh -huh. of thing. But later on, as I went to uh, Holy Redeemer and started playing there, uh, with Coach Barry and, and, and people that were coaching us along the line, the grade eight and nine, I'm sure there were some games we may have lost, uh, and I don't even remember them other than the fact is having a little picture that I see of us playing at that time. So yeah, I was hoping that the legacy would be intact. Going, no, Steve, I never lost a game in Pee Wee football, <laughs> and uh, as we moved on to, to Notre Dame. Now you played uh, four years there, undefeated. State champions. Did you did you come close in any of those four years uh, to lose? Well, actually, one? we only got to play three years. We, had three? The, we were at the time where you didn't have the four year season. You oh, that's had the right. Three year yeah. season, and you just played uh, those three years. But uh, we had games that were very close in uh, times. I mean, Bowling Green uh, actually, which sort of set the the, the the momentum going in our third or fourth game of this fourth or fifth game of the season mm -hmm. when we were down twenty six to twenty four. And we started on our own 15 or 20 yard line with wow. 50 seconds going into the win. So uh, that was a very tight game that uh, we pulled out. And there was another one against Villanova that we won the field goal on the last part of the game at 30 seconds to go. Mm -hmm. So we had some tough games against Miami of Ohio, which, which were very close. And so when you look back at all the things that could have happened, uh, we very could have very easily have lost an, a game through that exercise. But yeah. uh, we were very mm -hmm. fortunate. Does it amaze you that still to this day your record stands? Uh, yes and no. I mean, yes in the sense that when they look at it, when you look at it based off of the the level of football intensity that's going now and the competition that's out there, it's very hard for a quarterback to be in that kind of position for that many games without having to deal with injuries, mm -hmm. without having to deal with a, another thing. But but 35 straight games and not being defeated, uh, at the time it happened, I didn't think a whole lot about others and said, you know, I don't realize what we've done here, but yeah. it's probably going to be very important. And sure enough, after this many years and nobody's been able to touch that, uh, <laughs> it, it obviously is very important. Uh, when Ken Dorsey and Matt Leinert's uh, name came flipping up on the graphics, I'm sure, uh, people who, <laughs> who had no idea, did you get a lot of phone calls? Yeah. I did. I got a, I like a lot of calls in the uh, in regards to uh, they're, they're seeing my name here in the Toronto area right. and not realizing because coming across the border, they only see what they saw when you started playing professional mm -hmm. and your college career really doesn't have the, that impact uh, up here in regards to what is taking place until people got to see some of the historical information that came across with those events between uh, Dorsey and Leinert in regards right. to their careers and it, it kept flashing across the TV mm -hmm. at different times. So now it's a lot bigger news based on the, the information now that's coming out within DuckChuck.com that the website information the, the a lot of people are becoming aware to it and, and, and are quite um, surprised that someone had done this. Oh, an incredible record. And of course, you know, we, it came close to being broken, but it wasn't. And that's again, uh, just, uh, you know, when you, when you think back about this and the way the college game has changed so much, uh, I think the record's even more impressive today than it was uh, when you said it. Like you say, you may not have thought that much about it. And then all of a sudden, my gosh, 30 years goes by in the blink yeah. of an eye, and there it is still standing. Yep, yep, and it, it is still standing, and it looks like it. You know, there's nothing that seems that's in a, the near future that's going to impact right. that over a while. Uh, we're talking with Chuck Ely this morning, our hometown hero, who's going to be coming back for the uh, coaches' night. 
Let me ask you, with all of the credentials when you graduated uh, college, disappointed that you weren't drafted by the NFL? Yeah, I mean, at the time I was disappointed in, in the fact that it wasn't there, uh, going to be drafted. Uh, but, you know, you kind of, at that time of, of history and, and period of life, you kind of felt that that was going to be a hard thing for me to break through just because with the attitude of the, the quarterbacking and the black quarterback at that right. time um, and size and all kind of other reasons and, and whatever they were, they weren't good enough and it's for somebody who was 35 and 0. But yet and still, uh, I was more important to go to, to the school and university to get my degree. And so I wasn't necessarily one of those kind of people who were, you know, ha-ha, I need to be in the NFL. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I got my degree, got everything finished, and once I recognized that I wasn't going to make another decision-making process of, of turning no, because I, it, it was funny, because a real quick story, when I was being drafted by Miami, Ohio, by Bo Schimblecker, I had to tell him no, because he offered me third uh, quarterback and a defensive back. Right. And so I had right. gone through a couple of these decisions and say, you know, I, I personally wanted to be a man of my own decision-making process, so when they asked me to come, a couple of teams asked me to come to play in the NFL as a defensive back, a wide receiver, I said no to that opportunity and went to Canada just to play some more football and uh, with my degree and be very content with what took place. So, yes, I was kind of disappointed that they followed through on what uh, they wanted to do in the NFL, but mm -hmm. yet and still I was okay with it because I went on further and, and did what I wanted to do. Well, that's having your priorities in order. And, you know, but you look at your resume at the point, 35 consecutive Division One game wins, eighth in the Heisman Trophy, uh, first-team All-American, and the list goes on and on. By today's standards, if you if you were playing today, uh, that almost smells first, second round, second <laughs> a, a pick in the draft. You know what I'm saying there? Oh yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I mean, think that just... the the there is a uh, one of the things that, that uh, one of the books that have come out by a gentleman up here in in Canada. Uh, he calls uh, it, it's called uh, something uh, Choice of Colors is the right. book he wrote, and he talked about some of the African American quarterbacks that pioneered the the start of it in the CFL, which carried on to the NFL. And, and I think that what it, it did create the opportunity for a lot of people to look down the road and have an opportunity like Warren Moon and some of the people that came back into the, uh, the NFL to create this opportunity today mm -hmm. that would probably allowed me to have the opportunity to be drafted now. So it, it did create some of those things, and that's, sure. that's a good thing. I just uh, had a note handed to me here, uh, Chuck. Uh, it says basically Al Oliver's out there listening this morning, and he wants to say a big old hi to you. <laughs> well, scoop. hello. Sure, well, I hope everything's well. I sort of uh, miss uh, Al and Larry yeah. and Lee Bass and the guys down there. And uh, it's uh, always I always talk about them when I'm up here. And uh, between Al and Larry, especially people, especially in the Toronto area, ears and eyes light up because they know that those guys were in part of the Blue Jays at one time. And when I talk to about it up here, they can't figure out what a small town like what they perceive to be small in the size of Portsmouth had right. such good athletes that came out of that area. And and I said there's a lot more that's out down there as well that didn't go as far as we did, but uh, it was through uh, the, the, the backdrop and the mentorship of people like Al and Larry and Lee and some other people around the city that encouraged uh, me. And, and so when I speak publicly here, I, I talk about those guys a great deal. Great. Well, we always have Al on on opening day for baseball season. It's been a tradition. He comes on and we spend a very quick hour talking about baseball, and uh, he's always a pleasure to have on the show as well. I'm dying to ask you a question. Uh, this is uh, I grew up a big fan and uh, followed your accomplishments. And uh, you talk about a Walter Mitty story of not ever losing a game in, in high school, then you go to college, win 35 straight there, go to Hamilton, play for the Tiger Cats, 
uh, you haven't played in a game yet, four games deep, you're sitting on the bench, all of a sudden the coach comes down and puts his arm on your shoulder and says, Ely, get in there. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys were down at that time, right? Uh, well, what, what, the game in B.C. That, that he first put me in, yes, yeah. we were down. All right, and tell us what happened. Well, we didn't win that game, okay, but we came back. I okay. mean, I think what happened is is there are a couple of games that started the, the uh, my my starting career. Uh, we played, and we had at that time two uh, games that you play out west where you went and you played one game, and then the next game, three days later, you play another game. So it was kind of a, a not even a weak start, but I got in and it came back and brought us very close, and we should have won the game, but uh, whatever happened, we missed a field goal, and we lost it. Then I played in Edmonton, we lost, and then back to Hamilton, we started this win streak, and we ended up winning the last um, 11 games straight plus the playoff games uh, right. before we won the Great Cup. And then you went on to win Rookie of the Year. Yes, I was Rookie of the Year in my first year here, obviously as a rookie, but right. at the at the same time, it was a very exciting year. Here you are all of a sudden, uh, you, you've, you brought a team back to life, kind of like uh, all of a sudden, just like the good old days, mm-hmm. and it, it must have been magic. How, how did you adapt up there to only three uh, three downs? Well, I think that's one of the, the more difficult things for, for quarterbacks who have been used to be able to sort of manage a game, uh, and as a rookie especially adjusting to that one, because you have to do a lot more throwing, throwing on first down. You've got to pick up that positive five or six yards, or you, they know you're going to pass pretty right. much in regards to it. So I think where the coach took advantage of me is that he took advantage of my, my running skills and was able to use me running outside of the pocket and, and run pass option, which I ran for quite a bit of yards that year uh, and picking up the, those extra yards because the field, field is wider sure. and uh, it, it sort of suited my ability to mm-hmm. sprint out and uh, throw the ball on the run and that type of thing. Okay. Well, I know when you're in town here in a couple of weeks, you'll have uh, plenty more questions than I can throw at you. But, uh, <laughs> Chuck, it's a pleasure to have you on the show this morning. And, uh, really, every time you come back to town, it's it's a treat. I know you got a lot of friends here. And, again, uh, people like Al and Larry and all these folks out there, it's always nice to get back together and uh, and talk sports, isn't it? Absolutely. I think uh, one of the pleasures that you, yeah, at least I have now is, mm-hmm. is still thinking about you know, how I came up in Portsmouth and the people that supported me and the things that uh, allowed me to be in the position where I was able to do some of these things. So you kind of grew up not thinking that you have any kind of notoriety, and I still don't, other than I appreciate what people recognize <laughs> as important, and uh, I'm very thankful for that. But a lot of it, it was because of the, the various things we did in the North End and just playing and sure. what I did at Notre Dame and uh, those type of things with Coach Miller and those people, you know, supporting you. So it, it, it's been good. It's been a good life. Well, your, your, your picture still hangs high in Notre Dame High School. You're still only, only one of four Toledo jerseys ever to have been uh, retired, and uh, I'll tell you what, the uh, the shadow of, of Chuck Ely goes long and hard, and we, we're very proud of you back here chuck can't wait to get you back home okay thank you Steve. all right thank you chuck have a good day bud all right bye bye all right chuck ely today and uh we want to thank him for taking a little time out boy he is a great guy kyle isn't he yeah he is a great guy and uh, the thing that really struck me when i first met him uh was his humbleness uh you know he uh, mm-hmm. he's a guy that uh you know when he talked to our football team he talked to uh, about his education at Notre Dame, and he talked about uh, you know his education at Toledo and what he did with his education, and, and look at all of his sports accomplishments that we just got through talking right. about, and and you know he talked to kids about education, education, yeah. so that shows a lot. I think the thing I get out of just talking to him in like this first time I had a chance to really sit down, he's got his priorities in order, doesn't he? 
Oh yeah, he does, and and that's that's the greatest thing when he comes and talks to our kids, and and he you know he goes all around the country sometimes talking with uh, with people and corporations, right. and and the thing about it is you know he talks about his education quite a bit and his roots, and and that was his foundation of where he is today. Well, you know, you still look back now, and sometimes history has a way of of making your accomplished bigger accomplishments bigger in life. Thirty five straight games, a winner as a as a starting quarterback. Uh, you know, you look at where we are now with, with kids going out early and so on and so forth. I don't think that record may ever – well, it, it it may come close. We saw Matt Leinert and uh, Ken Dorsey come close. But, you know, it's going to get harder and harder for, for players to get close to that again. I think it is. I think it's going to get real hard. And another thing, too, uh, you know, with that record, uh, you know, I mean, Chuck, uh, you know, uh, that, that record's going to be – I think it's going to stand for quite a while. And and again, it it should because uh, he he was just an amazing young man. Even though the fact that he didn't uh, get drafted by the NFL, he doesn't harbor any ill will. He just went out and uh, blazed his own trail, didn't he? Yes, he did. And that's one of the things we're going to bring to light. You know, with our press conference at four o'clock. Uh, you know, before that evening, uh, in DuckChuck, uh, mm-hmm. you know, dot com, uh, their people are going to be there, and uh, we're going to talk about him trying to get into the College Football Hall of Fame. So, see, that's one of the things that uh, another thing that happened in his life. Uh, you know, he finished eighth in the Heisman voting, uh, never got beat as a college quarterback, but he's still not in the College Football Hall of Fame. Right, and should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anything we can do to, uh, you know, pour a little gasoline on that fire, we'll be certainly happy to do that, uh, Kyle. Yes, uh, that's exactly, and that's one of the things, you know, we're going to try to bring to light, you know, with with this football reunion. It's going to be a great time. All the coaches coming back, all the players are looking forward to seeing them. We're going to have John uh, Carpenter's Sports Memorabilia collection there, the ball that Jim Thorpe kicked. He's going to have it and close. So yeah. we're going to have a lot of good things happen. All right, Kyle, look forward to it, man. Thanks for dropping by this Thank morning. you very much. All right, Kyle McDyke this morning, and again, Chuck Ely. Uh, he'll be back in town in a couple weeks, and uh, we appreciate him dropping by this morning on the Get Up and Go show right here on Mix.